It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. host i am the fantasy gaffer on twitter you can find me at play taga running content and of course you can find me right here every thursday hosting fantasy soccer insider tonight is a bumper deadline day edition and we have not one but two special guests joining us we're going to have the chief from fpl hints and later on we're going to have todd shank of premier soccer chat talking all things deadline day it was a action-packed day and not to waste too much time right here at the top let's get into it the chief he's from london england he's a former top 100 fpl manager finished in the top 10 of taga's perfect 11 game last season and he oversees a multi-award nominated blog that provides unofficial hints on a weekly basis to fpl managers around the globe chief are you with us um good evening john good (laughs) evening america and hello the world i'm i'm right here How, how are you john I am doing very well. Thank you very much for joining us tonight. You've been kind enough to be a guest on a couple of our test shows, and I'm glad to get your voice live out to our entire audience on Rabble TV and through the pod with World Soccer Talk. You're welcome. I'm glad to be here. So, Chief, having a first-hand look at this from the other side of the Atlantic, an action-packed deadline day, probably even more so if you were able to be awake for all of it, which not all of our audience is, of course. Which player uh, do you think is going to make the, the biggest impact in the Premier League this season? And which player do you think is going to have the, the ability to translate that on-field success to fantasy Premier League relevance? I guess that is the million-dollar question, um, John, or may I say pound question. Um, I, I, I think that there are a lot of interesting purchases throughout the window as a whole. But I feel it was the later transfer activity that really caught my mind. And one player in particular that really sticks out and I believe will be a match winner for his new team is Kevin De Bruyne. Now, he might be overpriced in FPL at 10 million and Man City paid a lot of money for him. But he's got a point to prove in the Premier League after his previous fail. But let's remember, last season, 10 goals in the Bundesliga. And he's also got that prowess to assist as well, especially the ability to assist and his ability to create a lot of chances will be duly rewarded in play Togger as well. I think he's a standout pick. I'd even go as far as to say that he will outshine uh, David, uh, David Silva this season and Raheem Sterling. 
And I think he is a de facto differential right now because a lot of people don't have him. And if you don't have Raheem Sterling or David Silva in your team, get on him. Kevin De Bruyne. Kevin De Bruyne certainly uh, caused a lot of waves. There was a good bit of consternation both uh, on the back pages and uh, on the airwaves as people contemplated whether or not he was ready to return from Germany back to the Premier League. You mentioned earlier, Chief, his ill-fated stint 2013-2014 with Chelsea. Off to Wolfsburg, massive season, 10 goals. Is that 20 assists in 34 appearances for the German club? Um, yes, it, 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 I mean, those figures are truly outstanding, uh, you know, astounding. But I must caveat that as well. I do rate him highly, but let's not forget um, our old friend at Chelsea, Marco Marin. Do you remember him quite well, I John? do indeed. As a as a champion, a championship manager for many a year, <laughs> Marco Marin still holds a uh, very warm place in my heart. And, and speaking of Chelsea, they've recently... Um, had an acquisition in their team. And I believe he is also a match winner and he is one to look out for in play Togger and um, FPL. Do you like me to say who that is? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm hoping it's the man that I tried to acquire off our waivers just last week, but I'll let you have the floor. It, it, it is that guy. It's, it is Pedro. Um, I think in terms of FPL, he's an absolute gem. He's 2 million cheaper than the out-of-form uh, Eden Hazard. And also, crucially, his statistics, in particular his, his scoring stats like his strike ratio, it is comparable, if not better, than Eden Hazard. And there's also a fundamental difference between them both. Pedro is at the peak of his powers. Hazard is amazing, despite the drab form, but he's yet to reach his zenith. If you're given the choice of the man who's in, 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 in form right now and is at his peak, surely you'd, you'd opt for him. And I, I personally believe that looking at Pedro's first two games, he's already, you know, he's shined fantastically. I, I, I'd go as far as to say that he's FPL gold, John. What, what do you think? You know, I, you're not going to get much of an argument from me. My one concern that I have with Pedro, and, you know, this is a concern that, I, that I've had about some other players with perhaps ill-fated, unintended consequences. Uh, Alexander Kolarov springs to mind. I am I'm yes. petrified of players where I don't know what rotation is going to do to their time. And obviously this was a big issue for Pedro last season at Barcelona. He only had 1,531 minutes uh, for the Catalan Giants. Six goals, six assists, obviously massive returns for less than, you know, less than half a season's minutes um, and clearly has shown that he's capable of taking over a Premier League match, even, you know, I mean, in his very first Premier League match, took that game over, uh, took over the Chelsea attack. You mentioned Eden Hazard a bit out of form. You know, the youngsters coming off one of the one of the best seasons in Premier League history. I mean, and not to be too uh, reactionary or. Uh, have too much recency bias, but you know when Hazard's season ended last year, the question was, would he take the step forward and join, you know, uh, Messi and Ronaldo and Suarez as you know in that mm. that echelon of you know top five players perennially in the world? And I think we're seeing that maybe the the amount that Chelsea relied on him, that Mourinho rode those oft kicked legs of Hazard, um, you know, maybe he's a little slow in coming back. Let me ask you this, Chief. You know, when you're looking at De Bruyne and when you're looking at Pedro, does age factor in at all? De Bruyne is four years younger uh, than the Spanish player. I think um, to some extent, you know, I guess age is irrelevant. It's more about the form. 
and you know form is something that Pedro has. It's, it's more more about the fact that Pedro is really at the peak of his powers right now. Um, I, I guess you know we we can disregard age, but it, you have to look at you know you've got to look at the, the the bare facts. And you know Pedro's ability is comparable to Hazard's. And you know I I, I know Quadrado didn't really do that well. You had <laughs> Mohamed Salah. You had um, uh, you know you've got William. You know it's Chelsea isn't just about Eden. Hazard being the engine, there's plenty of room there for Pedro to also shine. And do you know what? The more he shines, the more Hazard loses out. And I feel that, you know, he is definitely one to have and he just makes perfect sense. No, that's, that's a very four point. Other, go ahead. Sorry, Chief. But conversely, I, I was going to mention, um, you know, I, 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 I know I've, I've praised Kevin De Bruyne and Pedro, but there are two other people I have major doubts of, you know, new, new transfers. Um, players that are just worth... in now. Sorry? Uh, players that are just in now or players that you're concerned uh, De Bruyne and Pedro would be replacing? Not replacing, but other other players. So I, I, I've praised them. Um, and it's actually Manchester City again. And it's Otamendi. Um, I, I just feel that City have paid, you know, over the odds for him. And I, I know he scored six goals in 35 La Liga games last season. And yeah, he's got the attacking prowess, which will be rewarded um, appropriately in Togger and FPL. But Mangala and company have been superb so far in defence. And I really can't see Otamendi getting a game whilst they keep clean sheets. So unless they get suspended, injured, arrested, he's going to be on the sidelines. I mean, w would you be reluctant with him as well, or yeah. are you willing to take a risk and put him, put him in your team? You know, in in my any of my salary cap games, I'm I'm not looking to make a transfer for him at all. And in any kind of, if you're playing in a money game, if you're playing in a you know a, day, a one day only cash game on any of the sites, uh, I'm certainly not looking to to splurge on Otamende. I probably wouldn't even risk him if he was at a decent discount. I completely agree with your analysis of that Manchester City defense. I think there is a bit of a, a bit of a copycatting going on right now in the Premier League. And maybe it's just that it's very early. But to my eye, a lot of managers around the EPL looked at what Jose Mourinho did by limiting his squad last season, by limiting rotation and using a core group of players to really find form, hold form throughout the season, never relinquish the lead they got early. And I think that we're seeing that a bit, particularly with Manchester City. I think we're going to see that a little bit more from Louis van Gaal. Uh, I'm, I'm very concerned about Manchester United. I don't know if you have any concerns about you know any of their signings, but I, I don't know where, you know, where new additions even fit in, in some of these teams. Um, and I think particularly in uh, the blue and the red halves of Manchester, I want to see that the, the their respective managers are sticking with eight, nine, ten of their 11 week in and week out before I'm willing to pay that premium to bring one of these players in. What are your thoughts on that, Chief? Yeah, it's quite interesting you mentioned uh, Manchester United and Louis van Gaal in particular. I just feel that you know, ultimately, these elite teams need a, a core um, set of players that they will use regularly. But there's one problem that Manchester United have. They've just done so much selling. And they're, they're, they're literally down to the bare bones. And I feel that they, don't, they lack the depth that Man City and Chelsea have this season. And there's one player they've actually bought who, you know, people haven't even heard of. I mean, Marshall, 
you know, who, who's he? You know, I, I'd never heard of him until they actually bought him. And, you know, I mean, give him, give him some credit. You know, it's 8 million in FPL, which is ridiculously cheap for a quality Premier League team. But, and, you know, dare I say it, he's got something of the Henri about him as well. He's United's <laughs> new number nine, right? Um, but I, I've got a really worrying feeling that, like you've said, he'll be, he'll be used, you know, sparringly and it will take him time to adapt as well. And I wouldn't even buy him immediately in FPL or Togger. Um, he's simply an unknown quantity for now. And I think, you know, I, I'm, I'm less concerned about City because I feel they've, you know, th- their form's been, you know, fantastic from game week one. But with Manchester United, I just feel that, you know, dare I say it, I think they've been fluking some of these 1-0 wins. And then that defeat against Swansea, it really brought it home to them. Yet their inability to buy a world-class striker, the inability to buy a world-class defender, the inability to sell De Gea, um, you know, it, it's just, it just seems a bit messed up. No, I mean, I, I, again, it, it, there's very little you've said I can disagree with there, Chief. You know, I, I know it's late for you over there. I want to thank you again for coming on. Could you please do me a favor? Please let all of our listeners know where they can find you. Absolutely. Um, you can find me on Twitter. That's FPL Hints. Uh, you can also uh, find me on my blog uh, with my writers. That's fantasypremierleaguehints.blogspot.com. Um, and that's pretty much it. And you might also find me on the occasional Fan Feud podcast from time to time as well. Excellent. Thank you very much for joining us. We look forward to having you on again real soon. Good luck to your Newcastle. Good luck to your FPL side. We look forward to having you back on soon. Thanks, Chief. You're welcome. Have a good night. Take care. Goodbye. If you're enjoying this episode of Fantasy Soccer Insider with the Chief from FPL Hints and myself, John Wallen, it's time to give a shout out to the sponsor who made this entirely possible, Rabble.tv. Now, if you're not familiar with Rabble, it is a completely new way of experiencing sports on TV. The concept is simple. The next time you watch your favorite soccer team on television, but you're tired of the announcers because they're biased against your team, they simply aren't that good, you've heard it all before, press the mute button, and then head on over to Rabble.tv to listen to a real fan's audio broadcast of the game. And if there isn't one available, you can create your own broadcast by switching on your mic and calling the match. It's easy. It's easy. You're listening to me do it right now. Sign up for free today and try it out. With Rabble, you can listen to broadcasts on your desktop, through your iOS app, and now through your mobile browser. Plus, you can join the conversation by posting your questions or observations in the comments section and turning to our comments section. I see there is a question already. We're going to get to Mr. Todd Shanka Premier Soccer Chat in just one second. We're going to ask him that question. But right now, I'd like to ask you to take a moment to thank our sponsor for making this episode possible by heading on over to Rabble.tv today, where it's your team, your call. We are joined now by Mr. Todd Shank of Premier Soccer Chat. Todd is a writer. He is an EPL enthusiast. He is a fantasy analyst. He is a member of Team Taga, and I am happy to welcome him to the program. Mr. Shank, are you there? Yes, thank you for having me. I it, really appreciate this opportunity. It is absolutely our pleasure. Todd, before we get into the deadline day, I actually want to take a quick detour, answer one of the questions that we have on Rabble.tv right now. And the gaffer himself has joined us and asked, what tips would you give an FPL player during the international break for making their team better other than 
the usual, keeping an eye on injuries, looking for hot starts. Are there anything that we can research, we being any of the players, anything that you, Todd Shank, particularly look at uh, for statistics, any kind of research that you do that could help a player during this little two-week hiatus improve their scores over the whole season? Uh, well, usually during the international break, I like to take a look at what has happened up to this point. Um, really depending on which format you're using, you kind of have to check which stats you want to look at, but especially for the Taga format, uh, looking at things like chances created, um, crosses, successful take-ons as far as attacking options, or even in defending, you know, looking at interceptions and tackles one. Um, those are, I mean, they're definitely good statistics to look at across the board, even for the official salary cap games. Um, so just taking a look at what has happened over the past four weeks, which players are at the top of the statistics, and which players are being brought into each team is definitely something to look at. Now, I know a lot of people that play FPL do take this as a short break away from the game. Todd, do you find that you have to invest a ton of time in doing that research, or is this something you feel like, you know, if you if you spend 15, maybe 20 minutes, you're going to get a good glimpse, a little bit of insight that your competitors don't have? Yeah, definitely. I, I try not to spend too much time on it, um, generally so I don't overthink things too much. Uh, but yeah, 15 or 20 minutes, just to look over what's happened so far would be a quick and easy way to do it um, for just anybody out there who wants to play. Fair enough. There is some thought, particularly from the chief who we just had on, that Manchester United, your Manchester United, may have overthought their summer buying just a little bit here at the end, bringing in a relative unknown for a world record fee for a teenager, Anthony Marshall, Anthony Martial, however you may choose to pronounce it. Mr. Schenk, what are your thoughts on Manchester United's newest prize possession? That is an excellent question. Um, like pretty much everybody else out there, I had not heard of him, did not know he was on anybody's radar. Um, in the official league game, like you said, he's at eight. And honestly, I would see that as being too high to be worth picking up, at least at this point. Um, looking at some of his statistics, he actually looks like he has a higher goals to minutes ratio than Wayne Rooney. Not that that's saying a whole lot, considering <laughs> Rooney's streak at the moment. But, um, I mean, he has scored nine goals in 1,830 minutes. Not terrible for somebody who's only 19, but we also have to remember it is in Ligue 1. Mm -hmm. No, there's um, clearly a difference in, in quality of competition there, and, and there's no shortage of players that we've seen come over from Liga and, and fail to make the grade, um, whether or not they carried this kind of expectation. Let me ask you, Todd, when you are sitting there as, as the manager of an FPL squad, do you give any credence whatsoever to the amount of money that the real-life club has paid for a player? I mean, did you put that out of your mind, or do you consider that uh, maybe uh, certain players won't have uh, the, the fortitude to overcome the expectation that a hefty price tag can bring? Honestly, I don't anymore. Um, the way that money is just thrown around in the Premier League nowadays, it's really not even worth looking at how much somebody actually cost a team. I would much rather look at the statistics and what they're doing. 
No, fair enough. And speaking of what they are doing tonight, Belgium 3-1 over Bosnia-Herzegovina. Eden Hazard, Kevin De Bruyne, Marilyn Fellani on target. Fellani also got an assist in that game. Louis van Gaal not too long ago said that Fellani's best role is as a 9 or a 10. What do you think the chances are that Anthony Marshall starts a match over both Wayne Rooney and Marilyn Fellani? <laughs> Uh, that's, that is interesting. Um, personally, I thought, I see Martial playing more on the wing, um, seeing him more on the right side, but he could start up top if Rooney were to drop deeper. Um, the idea of Fellaini as a number nine, I could see it happening just because of the way Van Gaal has been going about things at United. Um, even that being coming more of his plan A rather than plan B tactic. No, it's, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thought. I mean, the reality is that club seems on paper spoilt for choice. And yet when you see them run out on the pitch on a Saturday or a Sunday, they seem to be lacking something. Uh, it may just be that, uh, you know, LVG hasn't quite got those tactics right yet. He hasn't gotten his, uh, you know, his old Tiger Woods A game level of players out there. Uh, and it may just be that they need to find form. I mean, we're only four weeks in and we're already making some fairly snap snap judgments. I'm going to ask you to make another snap judgment right now, Todd. Tottenham Hotspur notably failed to bring in a quote-unquote striker, but they did sign Sun Hyung Min, the South Korean, who can play attacking midfield. He can play in midfield. He can play as a forward. He scored a hat trick uh, recently, yesterday, depending on where you're listening to us right now, as South Korea beat Laos in a World Cup qualifier. What do you make of this Tottenham Hotspur's new midfielder? Do you think he can get a game over uh, that that uh, quartet of uh, Dembele, Dyer, Erickson? Oh, goodness, I'm going to run out of names here. I was about to say Lalam, uh, <laughs> Eric Lamella, but he's pushed to the side. Um, do we see Min, uh, Song Hyung Min being worth an addition in either Taga format or the salary cap games? Yeah, I was looking at him, and he's one of those I'm not completely sold on, but at the same time, I could definitely see him getting some playing time. Um, if Kane continues to misfire, Sun could definitely be played up top, or he could even be pushed out wide, you know, taking the place of somebody like a Bentaleb or Dembele. Um, and the way Chadley's been playing lately, I can't see him being played in place of Chadley, but I mean, he's certainly somebody worth looking at. I would say primarily maybe in the Taga format. Um, mm -hmm. I see he's listed at 8 million on the official game, which yep. to me, when you're getting into that range, you want to be looking at people who can provide um, much more trusted attacking threat since generally you're going to be spending big money on somebody like Aguero and then being able to supplement that with somebody who's a little lower in the 5.5 range, you know, somebody like a Troy Deeney. That's, that's a great way to go. Interestingly enough, uh, he is rated an 8 million pound forward 
in the official game. So there is some right. thought, at least by the Premier League's uh, official statisticians, that he would be used uh, to spell Kane, uh, might be deputized, maybe see a slight change in tactics. And it was, of course, Nasser Chadley who I stumbled through remembering, despite the fact that he's played every minute of every Premier League match. And I heavily touted him in the summer because of that seven million pound price tag coming in the midfield. Um, you know, not not to stick on the Tottenham midfield for too long, but this this use of Eric Dyer out of position, uh, the Dire Wolf, as a podcast more popular than this one calls him, is uh, is a typical uh, out of position benefactor. Uh, has played 346 of the 360 possible minutes so far. Are there any players, Eric Dyer or otherwise, that you're looking at, Todd, that maybe play out of position one way or another that you're rating as a as a top value or as a sell now candidate simply because uh, they they can't quite make uh, they can't make the grade in their new in their new role? Uh, well, I would say the big one for me would actually be Ivanovic. Okay. Uh, for for me, he's more of a center back that has been, I mean, granted he's played, what is it, right back for you know well over a year now, but he really does not look comfortable back there, especially this season. Um, he's also one of those players that I had rated very highly coming in, and now he does not look, he looks pretty much a shade of what he was last season. Yeah, no, I, I, again, you know, yourself and Chief are making points I'm having a very hard time disagreeing with. So rather than fake an argument, I'm going to turn back to our board and ask a question that's been posed to us. It's actually been posed by the Chief himself. And let me ask you this, Todd Schenk of Premier Soccer Chat. Will Swansea, the Swans of Gary Monk, be the new Southampton? And can Ayu and Gomish form last? Notably, Gomez scored four goals in four games. He just recently uh, secured his first bonus point in the official game. He has been uh, touted by Kevin DeVries, who you and I play against in the Taga Experts League, as a top 10 FPL striker. So what say you, Todd? Can Swansea maintain uh, at least some semblance of this form? And can fantasy managers continue to ride AU and Gomish? Short answer, yes. Um, I am definitely on board with Swansea for pretty much any format, whether you're doing any of the weekly games, Taga, or, you know, an official salary game. Uh, in the official game, most of the Swansea players are right in that mid-range, mid-price range that's really nice to look at to fill in a squad. Um, to be honest, you could probably fill your entire squad with Swansea players and do pretty well. Um, as far as Gomis goes, he definitely looks like the real deal. Uh, the big concern would be who's going to come in for him in January. I really don't want to see another Wilfred Boney with him, but at the same time, don't see Swansea selling him anytime soon. Yeah, certainly there's a, there's a risk in season-long leagues that you could lose some of your best players to the bench. Obviously, people who had invested uh, in, oh my goodness, um, in Wilfred Bonney ahead of uh, last January's window were, were left devastated as they tried to scramble for a forward uh, to fill in uh, down the stretch run in, in their fantasy leagues. Um, you know, I really like 
uh, what Andre Ayu is doing. And I think that that addition is, is, and I've said that I've said it on this podcast before. I've certainly said it in my writing before. I think that that addition is what's given Gomez his freedom. Um, AU has been so good. That assist that he had where he took the ball, I mean, down the right flank, I'm, I'm certain everybody's seen it multiple times by now, but you know, where he's not even looking necessarily to beat his man off the dribble, which he's certainly capable of doing, but instead with the outside of his left foot, which is his inside foot as he's going down the right flank and just driving that ball 35 yards directly into Gomez's path so he can roll it under the outcoming you know the outrushing goalkeeper that that kind of vision is a i mean incredibly instrumental in securing fantasy points but has to give gomez just so much confidence that the team around him now is is a capable of creating those chances but b trusts him to to risk a ball like that i mean in a in a lesser player's possession that ball is uh, comes up short, first of all, from AU. And if Gomez isn't the hard-charging physical presence that he is, you know, he gets muscled off the ball, or, or maybe uh, Sergio Romero comes out a little bit faster to, to challenge that and uh, doesn't give him the opportunity to get that touch to, to roll it under the outrushing keeper for the goal. So I... I I, I, I'm not disagreeing certainly on Gomez, but I think for me, AU is, he's a player that I've, I've looked to add. Um, he's a player that I touted in the summer and he's a player that if you're in a season long league, I don't think he's going to be going anywhere in January. I think he's going to be a swan for at least 12 months. So that's probably the player that I would target. Um, Turning, if you don't mind, Todd, I want to do a quick rundown. I know we're, we're pressed a little bit for time here. Our colleague over at Taga, Neil Thurman, has written a post entitled Premier League Transfer Window Latest. I'm going to be tweeting that out on my account at, uh, at Fantasy Gaffer. I'm going to ask you, Todd, to tweet that out at Todd underscore Shank on Twitter as well. And in that, as you well know, Neil has gone down. He's analyzed uh, all of the moves that have come in. I'd like to just jump around a little bit here, talk about some of these players and and you know, if you could just give, uh, you know, what your thoughts are quickly. And if you're looking to add them in salary cap, if you're willing to play them in, in a money, in a cash game, uh, or if you're looking to add them in a draft format, Taga or otherwise, and certainly it doesn't have to be all three, just maybe where you think they're most valuable. But uh, the newest player, uh, no, I shouldn't say the newest player, but one of the players returning to the Premier League, there, there are two of note, in my opinion, or three of note with uh, Kevin Abrinha, but Nika Jelovic is back looks to be given a starting role. What is your take on uh, the forward? He is one that I was actually just looking at, and I I really like him. Um, he did pretty well with Hall last season uh, with, what, eight goals and an assist in 26 appearances. I think he would add a lot of value to, you know, any fantasy team, Um Again, if you're doing any money games, you definitely want to look at the matchup there. But picking him up in a Taga format would be great, as well as he's, what, 6.0 in the official game. Yep. Um, I think the other part with having him there, I definitely think he would take over for Sako up front. And he's going to add a lot of value to Payette behind him as well. Yeah, and I mean, really, at this point, we're looking for any reason to to continue to have faith in Dimitri Payet after a barnstorming uh, opening match, opening two matches. Uh, it seemed he was a, a bit solved, even in that, uh, was it seven-goal 
uh, outpouring in, in, in which he did not participate in any of the goals. Shockingly, Jelovic is still 0.0% selected in the official game. He is currently on waivers at Taga. I know people are going to be putting in claims on him, particularly in 10-man leagues, 12-man leagues. Um, we're going to get to Kevin De Bruyne. I'm going to let you weigh in on, on the biggest move of deadline day. But before we get there, what are your thoughts? We're sticking with West Ham. We're sticking with another player returning to the Premier League. What do you make of Alex Song coming in from Barcelona? I think it's a really good move for West Ham. Um, I am always wary of defensive midfielders in fantasy. They, Especially in the official game, they they don't really add a whole lot of value to your team. Um, majority of what they're doing is intercepting passes and kind of distributing the ball, which doesn't add a whole lot of value to your fantasy team. Um, something in the Taga format where you do get points for your interceptions and tackles one, um, he might be a little more valuable, but I'm, I am staying away from him in any of the salary cap games. Okay, turning quickly to the back of the squad list, we have three defenders in that I'd like to talk about very quickly. The first is uh, Everton, Ramiro Mori is coming in. Southampton brought in Celtic center back Virgil van Dyke or Van, is it Van Dyke or Van Dyke? Van Dyke. Van Dyke. And of course, um, Chelsea signed a defender that apparently everybody was hot on, but you know, Chelsea saw off all of the challenges. And I am not even going to uh, insult the man by attempting to pronounce his name. We all know who we're talking about. And if you can spell it, yeah. you can get him on waivers right now in Taga. Which of those three gentlemen would you be looking to add uh, in either a salary cap format or in a, in a draft league right now, Todd? I would definitely be going with Virgil van Dyke uh, in the official game. He's, he's at 5.5, which is you know a little bit high, but looking at that Southampton team, I think he's definitely going to be replacing Maya Yoshida. If mm. not immediately after the break, he will be eventually. Uh, and that Southampton defense is starting to come together. And I think they will return to the form they had last season. No, it makes sense. And, you know, that Southampton defense, of course, last season with Nathaniel Klein, Maya Yoshida, Ryan Bertrand, Jose Fonte, that was a gold mine for Taga points. It was an exceptional uh, cadre of defenders, uh, regardless of your format, because of the price that most of those gentlemen commanded, either in cash games or in the official FPL. You know, I, I'm again, I'm hard pressed to disagree with your analysis there. I have a, a well, well documented soft spot for all things Southampton when it comes to FPL. And I think that Van Dyke would probably, Van Dyke, excuse me, would probably be my selection as well. We are getting to the end here, Mr. Shank. I want to let you have the last word. What are your thoughts? What are you doing about Pedro and Kevin De Bruyne in your fantasy teams? Well, I am actually the one that took Pedro in our experts league. Yes, you are. I was very happy to have that. Um, I knew I was going to have the choice between Pedro and De Bruyne, but decided to go with Pedro um, mostly because of what I saw in his first game. And I believe he will be starting much more often than some other people might think. As for De Bruyne, um, I'm not completely sold on him the way some other people might be. He's listed at 10 on the official game. And I mean, he's definitely an upgrade on Navas up there, but you can always pick up Sterling or Torre at 8.9. 
Um, and the, the three of them, at least for now, are rather interchangeable. That Things could definitely change with him. Um, we'll just have to see how he actually fits into the Premier League his second time around. Fair enough. I have a feeling that uh, our colleague, Andrew Laird, who currently has the number one waiver priority, no doubt wrapped with attention throughout this entire podcast, sitting there anxiously waiting for next Tuesday at 10 a.m. so that he can claim Mr. De Bruyne as member of his Lairdino squad. Todd, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Can you please let everybody know where they can find you? Yes, you can find me on Twitter at Todd underscore Shank. That's S-H-E-N-K. And you can also find me in my writing at premiersoccerchat.com, as well as writing for you over at Playtaga. And we love having you there. That does it for another episode of Fantasy Soccer Insider. Thank you to everybody for listening. Thank you for everybody who joined us in the comment section at rabble.tv. My thanks to my guest tonight, the chief from FPL Hints. You can find him at FPL Hints on Twitter. Mr. Todd Shank, you can find him at Todd underscore Shank, S-H-E-N-K on Twitter. You can find me, as always, at playtaga.com, the number one draft FPL game. You can find me at fantasy gaffer and you can find me every thursday 7 p.m eastern standard time right here live on rabble.tv we go again hey folks i'm mark Marin from the wtf podcast and this episode is brought to you by kleenex ultra soft tissues your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 